Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple ways we can live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world while we're at it. Are you ready? Let's do it! Hi and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about practical ways to live well, do good, and be happy. Are you kidding me? How has your week been? I'm going to give this episode a timestamp. I am talking to you on Tuesday, March 24th, and uh, what a crazy week it's been. I'm sure you've had some ups and downs too, right? Things are changing with COVID-19 and we're being forced to adjust and adapt. And that's hard to do for most of us human beings, right? Although we are wired to do just this. It's, it's how our brains work. When we see a threat or when we have concern, we look for solutions, ways of living and surviving and doing it. And I'm seeing that happen all over the place. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. One of the things that I've done through this first week of my daughter being home from school and the first week when we've practiced social distancing and stayed in our home, except for groceries, um, is really establish a daily routine, one that we're keeping up with pretty good. We have a different routine for the weekends and that has really helped anchor me. And I think that'll help you too. Research shows that having some sort of routine helps us to feel more in control. That reduces our stress level and helps us adapt and find creative ways of dealing with changing situations. And boy, is this a changing situation. To help me through it today is my best bud and friend, Sherry Sakanagi. Hey, Sher. Hey, Paul. I can't believe this. I'm just so happy (laughs) to be talking to somebody, you know? Um, so far so good, but it's only been a week. So I, I figure I can do anything for a couple weeks and then it's probably going to start to get challenging, especially due to the fact I have, I went from just two of us in the house to four of us in the house and two of them being teenagers. So yeah, but big teenagers like you, you're living with a bunch of men. I am living with three men, yes, who um, have been a little bit slow on the uptake on the seriousness of this. So it's been a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we are even equipped to process what this means. So I'm just trying to follow directions and stay in. Since I'm not the expert, I don't know about this. I just want to make sure I'm not doing something stupid that is going to hurt somebody else. I agree. And I think, you know, when I think of this podcast and several podcasts out there, which are a great thing right now, it's nobody has the answers. Nobody's the expert, but this is a great way to connect and with other people, share ideas, um, and just, just have interaction in a different way because no one has answers. We can't be together or we shouldn't be together to give hugs or handshakes, but we can connect. And we've talked about it before on this show, 
about the importance of connection to resilience, to helping us go through whatever challenges are. We are not in this alone. If you're feeling alone, reach out because I can send a text or make a phone call or write a letter. My daughter and I are, are writing letters to uh, folks in, in the old folks home and retirement communities and nursing homes because a lot of those people uh, can't see their loved ones don't have cell phones that they can communicate through so we want them to have some interaction we don't have to be alone in this just because we have physical distance and I think that's a the key to really getting through and when we're recognizing our connection to each other we have to recognize that what you do down the street from me is going to affect my family in a real-time way. We're watching that happen in countries all over the world. So choose well, because what you do matters to me. What I do will impact you and your family. As with everything else, we're just getting a really stark example of the power of that connection. I agree. And I think that this kind of situation I'm starting to see, although in some people brings out maybe not so great of a side, um, like fights at Costco. But overall, what I see are, is the good that comes out in people offering, you know, to grocery shop for older people or, um, you know, only taking one roll of toilet paper and giving it to the elderly person standing behind you. I do see a lot of good happening. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think people are uh, surprising themselves, too, about their skills and what they're able to contribute and the ongoing classes that are going on. And and all these things, which I think we're going to get into it a little bit today, because what we're talking about today is the importance of routine. And I'm using a lot of those things, a lot of the online streaming uh, things, the Broadway shows, the things that are coming out to really help me and my family stick to a routine. What research tells us is that we feel better when we have some something to plan for, some idea of what's to come. In the days of this virus, it's really uncertain what's gonna happen tomorrow. It's changing so quickly, the regulations and the precautions and the things we learn about the virus and, and even the vaccines that are on the horizons and the treatments. So I can't worry about that stuff. I don't know that stuff. I will listen to what the experts tell me. But I can deal with this moment now. And I found it really holding to a routine, whatever that looks like for you, it makes us feel a lot better. And there's a lot of research that says it takes some stress off. If you know a little bit of what's to come, not everything has to be uncertain. You can control what you can control and a routine helps do that. I, I agree. And I, this was, I thought this would be a big challenge for me. Um, not the routine because I'm such a routine oriented person, but since so much of you know, many of our routines of our activities are no longer an option. I didn't know how I would handle that because I'm like, I, I crave routine in my general life. Um, but I have to say, I've actually found the ease of maybe, yes, I still have a routine, but I've just changed it a little bit. And it's been kind of fun, actually. It has for us too. And I'll tell you, I don't miss much of my old routine. I don't miss running the kid to social events all over. I don't miss the stress that 
comes with eighth grade and uh, uh, being in school and the homework and that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm a very routine person too. The challenge for me is I work at home and now my husband is also working part of the time at home and my daughter is also here and she's mm -hmm. 13 and I feel like I need to provide structure and some schooling for her. So for me, the biggest adjustment has been shifting my work routine so I can meet my obligations for work and also deal with the changes in the house. And needing to adapt and mix things up, I think has been, um, it's drawing from my creative reserves, but it's also been really interesting and, and kind of fun. A lot of positive things have come out of that, which I'll tell you what, when they said that they were letting the kids out of school, I didn't have any idea how this was going to work. And mm -hmm. credit to my daughter uh, and credit to uh, her taking this seriously and having fun with it too we've we've made it work pretty well and it's actually evolved our relationship to a positive way i think yeah i i have to admit that you know my i sent my son to college in last september and i just had this although i was happy for him and kind of relieved he was gone actually but there was still like this sadness that the quality time was done like i felt like i'd raised him i had a lot of emotions i've talked about it before and now I kind of feel like, wow, we are having so much quality time. Like we cook together, he talks to me, he sits in the kitchen while I'm doing stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool in a way because this, this wouldn't happen in any other circumstance really. So I'm just trying to find, I'm sure in a few weeks it'll drive me nuts, but I'm just trying to find the positive in it at the moment. Sure. It's, listen, this is what it is. It, given the choice, nobody would be choosing to do this, right? Given the choice. But this is what we're doing. So I don't have any energy left over to uh, think about the things that aren't working. I got to figure out a way to make them work. And the routine has been the way for me. There's four things. And I want to get into this a little bit with you because we have talked, our lives are really different places. I have a pretty young kid who uh, is not quite out there on her own, needs some structure and direction. And I work from home. You are exploring different professions now, but you don't have a nine to five. And you are living with basically young men in your mm -hmm. home, young adult children. Mm -hmm. And so the routines we've created to keep ourselves sane and keep our families going are going to look different. And I think that's important for all of us to remember. This isn't a route. You don't need to follow my routine. All I'm suggesting is have some things that you can count on every day that your family does. Maybe every day at six o'clock, you sit down at the table for dinner, no matter what. Maybe every day somebody does chores at noon, or you have an exercise routine at seven in the morning. Um, one of the ways I've established my routine, and I I'd thought about this because I'm a very structured person, and I didn't want to be over the top because that doesn't get buy-in from anyone. I don't need to contribute to our stress in this household. But one thing I do every day is I go to bed at the same time every day and I get up at the same time every morning. And while I let my daughter sleep in, I get her up at nine every day on the weekdays. Otherwise she'd sleep till one. So I go to bed and get up at the same time and she gets up at the same time every morning. Now what I have done is she goes to bed whenever she wants. That's, you know, but I'm going to get her up at nine. So I've given up on the bedtime routine and making it work for school and all that but I'm getting her up at nine. And I found I really need to have some framework at the beginning and the end of my day so I could plan some of the other things around it. And by planning, I mean even leaving wide open space in the afternoon for fun. 
You get your daughter up at nine yes, in the morning. Yes, girl. On the weekdays. Oh, oh yes. You're strict. Nine is like the day is half over. Oh my gosh. Good. I think my kids go to bed at 7 a.m. So I don't know how they'd get up at 9 a.m. No way. It's, they've screwed up my routine. But there are certain, this is the way I look at it. I agree with you completely that you have to have some sort of, it, during this time, set some goals for your day. And I know that, you know, basically there are three or four things that I have told myself that I will do every day. One is I'll get exercise sometime in the morning. I'll do some writing in the morning. I'll sanitize my house sometime during the afternoon. I'll write again in the afternoon. And then because I have a family again, I've decided I should try to cook oh. again. <laughs> but I'm like, I can do this. So, you know, and then in between, if I can kind of set that general structure, then I can fill it in with if somebody, if I, if my friends say, let's do a virtual happy hour, or then you pop other things in between. But if I just kind of lay out, these are the things I'm going to get done today. It, it does work. It, it, it does make the time go by a little bit faster too, because these days can be long. Yeah. The days can be long. And you know, part of the reason I structure my day how it is, is so I can get my work done before my daughter gets up and be, so that I can also have time and help her with some school things we're doing and so forth. But I'm with you. I think it's really dangerous. You see an, a wide open day and it's really dangerous either to not do anything at all or to um, do put too much on your list and that just contributes to our stress we don't need to be more stressed people in fact in order to be healthy we've got to manage our stress what we know is uh, psychologically research shows us that we feel better and healthier and calmer when we contribute something meaningful every day and that can be cooking your family dinner that can be having uh, a good exercise session that can be you know doing your work uh, or sending a note to somebody else but plan three must-dos a day, whatever that is. Sherry does her exercise. I also do an exercise routine, which has been actually the hardest thing for me. I, I used to go to the gym. In the gym, I knew what to do, and, and now I'm at home. But I know if I don't keep exercising, I won't feel good about myself, and I won't have the capacity to deal with whatever's to come. So I disinfect the house. I work um, three hours in the morning and then I fit the work in the other time. So what are your three must-dos for the day? Now they can change from day to day, but I think it's valuable when you wake up, whatever time that is for you, to know what it is you want to get done and get it done. Take that on. For my daughter today, she's going to play piano today. That's one of her must-dos. So involve your team or your family. If, if you're working, my husband's still working, works at a hospital. So he's working at home and sometimes in the hospital because he's kind of on the front lines of this. And he has these talks with his team there. They have to work through this together without being overwhelmed by the sheer numbers of things happening there. So what are their three to-dos? What are, Involve your family members. My daughter, I'll give her some choices. You know, today I want you to do some writing. What are you interested in writing about? How should we tackle this? Because it's important that we support each other and have buy-in, but this doesn't have to be drudgery time. There are lots of ways to learn. There are lots of ways for us to grow. There are lots of ways to strengthen our body, lots of ways to cook, lots of recipes to try. So simply because you have a structure to navigate your day, it doesn't mean it has to look the same every day. 
I do. I, I'm, I, I'm interested in watching, um, you know, being, having a 16 and a 19 year old here right now and watching how they navigate this. And because without being on their electronics all day long with a 19 year old, it's, you know, I'm parenting, but I'm not really parenting. So I'm kind of watching to see how and what what's emerging is he's doing a lot of home cooking, which, which is great. But I'm like, how is he going to manage this free time after being at college with constant activity and and that sort of thing. And I, the one thing I have established is we have three sets of grandparents very near to close to us, um, two who really shouldn't be out even in the grocery stores. And so I have been doing a lot of delivery, but I have engaged them in doing it as well and just leaving it on their front porch um, as just kind of a way to teach them to help take care of people. And they're all for it, they love it. I think that's a part of what we were talking about, creating something purposeful and meaningful, right? We all need to help each other out. And when we do, we all do better. So aside from having the same get up and go to bedtime and the three goals for your day or however many goals you want, but three is about all I can manage and involving the people in your life that you're in, in relationship with, you know, we've structured this in a few different ways. We look for ways to serve. I want my daughter to be involved. She can't drive, but she can write to people in nursing homes. And that has made her feel really empowered. In fact, she recruited her grandmother to help her and uh, do these other things. We've talked about um, food and meals we can drop off for our elderly neighbor. Uh, each day in our routine, we are looking to make something. She can draw. I'm writing more newsletters and uh, creating more Facebook posts because that to me feels like a way I can connect, but also maybe I can encourage somebody that I believe that we're okay. And I believe that we are stronger and more resilient than even we know. And this just gives us a chance to, to show off and show up. And I see people doing it. And each day we also build in some learning time. So Sometimes that looks like uh, online learning for her. She read an article I gave her the other day and, and wrote a little summary about it for me. We're doing some algebra worksheets, which I am not helping with at all because algebra. <laughs> um, and she's actually interested in her own ideas. She's interested in maybe learning a little Spanish and doing things. There are so many great online opportunities, but I believe learning to serve and reach out and help each other, learning something new each day for me too. And, and then, uh, you know, exercise, we move each day for her that can look like walking the dog or going on a walk around the neighborhood. The other day we played Wii Boxing. Oh my goodness. That is that killed me. Like I couldn't lift my arms for like three days. So finding ways to do that and just kind of keep a mission in mind, fun ways to figure out how to do this. And, and learning can be really fun. You know, we have the time and it reminded me how we like board games in this family. We weren't playing board games. She was off with her friends and I was working and now we're playing board games again and these things have I'm learning things I never thought about I've watched a video about how to make bread I'm, I'm never making bread but what it was inspiring to me to watch this woman who used to make bread her whole childhood she loved it but gave it up because she had so much work and now she's making bread again and I thought we got this 
Wow. Important to- if Polly ever starts baking bread, yeah. we really know there's crisis. No worry, bread baking. I will give you some toilet paper if you're in need, but I'm not baking the bread. Oh, oh. What are you doing? Well, that's are you- good to know. But, and how are you keep, how are you doing your workout? Do, are you just walking or what are you doing? No, it's, um, I feel fortunate in this when my son a few years ago was struggling with some depression and anxiety. One of the best ways to alleviate that is exercise. So we, over the years, have accumulated quite a home gym downstairs. We've got pretty much everything a gym has. So um, sometimes, and he loves to create workouts. So he'll create a workout for me or, you know, there's tons of apps and um, it's been actually really fun. I've really liked it. Yeah. That's cool. My friend, uh, Tanya, who's a certified trainer and she has uh, extensive training in bar. She has a garage fitness business where um, subscribers go and they work out in her garage, which she is not doing now, but she's putting all those videos online. She's doing a lesson each day for anyone who wants to tap into that. And that is on www.facebook.com T Garage Fitness. So uh, she does the daily lesson by herself and videos it. And it's all stuff you can do without equipment at your home. So I've been doing some of that. I've been doing some of the things you've taught me over the years. Um, you can do a lot with your own body weight and we box. <laughs> you absolutely can. And I don't know. I mean, I, I see tons of people out and about walking, which is great while we, you know, that's yeah. the one thing we can still do. And there's two things I have to interject two little things that are kind of cool. And one is a like public service announcement for the reaching out and helping others. I did read in the paper today that meals on wheels is in desperate need of drivers. So if you are a person that can do that, I am, I'm doing it. I'm going to put my application in today. That feels good to me because I can't imagine the people out there who are housebound and need our help. Second is I, heard um, that people are putting teddy bears in their windows for kids who little, like if you have little kids and you're out and about and um, creating a teddy bear hunt in your neighborhood. So the kids can look for the teddy bears in the window. So those are the kind of things that I see on Facebook or, you know, I hear that I'm just like, we can do this people. We can do this. And I think we're going to come out of this like better, better. And and I think that goes to the serve, you know, so set whatever routine you're, you're choosing, keep it simple, but put things in there that not only help others, but uplift you, you know, writing the notes to the nursing home, putting the teddy bear in the window. Think of those little kids coming by. We had a chalk drawing in our neighborhood so people could draw on their, on their driveways and then others could drive around and, and look at it. Um, and it just, cheered things up. Create your own workout. Make, move, learn, serve. That's what we're doing. And you can create a whole simple routine in your day and anchor to that. And then what we know is that when you, at the end of your day, find something to look forward to in the day ahead, you become more optimistic. It actually rewires our brains. So when I go to bed at night, I'm thinking, okay, instead of I'm thinking, oh, this is so scary and, and sad and I don't know, which is true too, right? It's all of those things. And at the same time, I can find things I'm looking forward to in the day ahead. A a great workout, a new book I I get to read that was just sent to me. Uh, Some time with my daughter. She's cooking more too. And and we rock out to her 
playlist in the kitchen and I'm learning all kinds of music. I'll tell you what. But uh, no Barry Manilow so far. I'm waiting for her oh. to put that on her playlist. Oh, and Kenny Rogers. That didn't oh, help. Kenny that didn't heart. help my mood. That did not help. I do, I do want to make a note in that as we're having the discussion about routine for those of us who are housebound, just a huge shout out to the people who are working in the hospitals and the grocery stores that don't ha have the opposite problem. They're working so hard and tirelessly and they're not going to come out of this with clean kitchen cabinets and, um, you know, rock hard abs. They're they're amazing. And, you know, realizing this podcast is directed for those of us who are looking for structure and routine, but um, those people on the front lines are definitely not forgotten. They're very much appreciated. I am so in awe of how cheery our grocery store people are. I know. We're there at six in the morning, you know, and, and still there's a line and they've been so positive and, and so cheery and they are working so hard. And, I will tell you that when you're in, in my, my husband works in a hospital, so he's in his regular work routine, only longer days and much more stress. And one of the things we're working on for his routine is number one, even when he's tired, he needs to get outside and exercise, just even a 20 minute walk with the dog. And number two is I want him to create a routine where there's more self care. And he's not good about that. He's usually mm -hmm. a pretty laid back guy and he is even now, but I'm seeing it play out in his body differently. So if you're in one of those frontline jobs, make sure it's okay to take a minute for yourself and, and do a meditation or, you know, make a smoothie or go for a walk or just go to your room and have quiet time or draw or do something that allows you to kind of express this, the stress that, that you're facing in the world. That can be part of the routine too. find the things that work and help you feel strong and resilient and keep up with them. Amen, sister. Amen, sister. What else you got? Are we good? think I think we're good I mean I could I could sit here and talk all day because yeah. I'm loving the connection I'm not I'm an in face-to-face -face person so I'm gonna have to get more comfortable with phone and and all that but I miss See, my people I'm wired for this my little introverted self is like wait I can have friends and not have to like go out Perfect. all right people be safe simply start today is consider what you want to do in your day, how you want it to be structured, keep it simple. And what three things do you want to accomplish today? Little things, disinfecting the house can have a big impact, washing your hands every hour, doing a meditation or an exercise routine, drawing with your kid, whatever it is, taking a moment of self-care. It will give you an anchor in your day that will help you get through even the biggest changes and uncertainties in the days to come. Check in with me. You can find me at PL Campbell on Twitter. I'm on Facebook at Polly Campbell Author. Sherry, where can we find you? You can find me at www.skinny-truth.com and follow my Twitter and Facebook from that page. All right. Peeps, be safe, be healthy, take care of each other, and we'll be here back again talking next week. Take care. Live well, do good, and be happy.
Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today.